Hello, and welcome to Transformation by Truth podcast, where the call become the chosen and those who have been dedicated to serve the Most High receive the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth as we progress our quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life. My name is D.L. Anderson. I'll be your tour guide. Let's get started with today's lesson. Hello, my friends. D.L. Anderson here. Welcome back to Transformation by Truth podcast and the quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life. Today, we have another brief word from your host and a reminder that exciting times are on the way. Today's podcast is entitled The Father's Controversy with Leadership, Part 2. Yahuwah is my rock and my stronghold and my deliverer. My Elohim is my rock. In him, I will trust. 2 Samuel 22, 2-3. The podcast objectives are reveal why you always have a choice when it comes to leaving an assembly with faulty leadership. Reveal the best thing you can do when it becomes evident your leaders are not in the Father's will. And analyze the vast importance of maintaining trust in the Father and not in man. Now, our first section is entitled, You Always Have a Choice. In the most recent podcast, I began to address the controversy the Father has with the leaders within the church circuit. It was a powerful lesson in the first and what will likely be a mini-series. You must believe me, the controversy the Father has with these leaders is great. He is not only going to destroy them, he is going to destroy their flocks. Here is why. When you join yourself to an assembly, you are placing yourself under the rulership and spiritual jurisdiction of its leaders. You are, in effect, saying, I submit to their authority and follow the path they are on. Hebrews 13, 17 reads, Obey those who rule over you and submit yourselves to them, for they watch for your souls, as they must give account. Let them do so with joy and not groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. The key takeaway from this verse is sure. The call to submit and obey is universal. That is to say, it applies to every assembly despite the spiritual quality of its leaders. The alternative would be chaos and disorder, and these are not qualities the Father will ever endorse. Even in the most difficult situations and circumstances, he expects his children to do things decently and in order. 
see 1 Corinthians 14, 40. Here lies the inflection, and I will offer it in the form of a question. What happens when those who have spiritual rule over you are clearly not walking in obedient faith to the Father's will? In accordance with the word of truth, you are to follow them, for to follow is the essence of obedience and submission. Any other path would not be in order, that is, if you remain. See, in life, you always have a choice, that is, until you don't. For our ability to choose is tied to our window of opportunity. And that window, my friends, will not stay open forever. And the opportunity to choose will have come and gone. Now, our next section is entitled, The Best Thing You Can Do. The obvious choice in this scenario is to leave. Before I tell you why, allow me to reveal why staying is not really an option. If you want to remain in the Father's will, and solidify your case for everlasting life. First of all, if you stay, you will have to challenge leadership. Here lies the problem. Challenging leadership is not in order. Even if they have forsaken the Father's will, it is still not his will for you to challenge them. I would advise you to consider David's attitude towards Saul, a man who was not only outside of the Father's will, but he was constantly trying to take David's life. Most notably, when David had the chance to end Saul, he did not, for he respected Saul's leadership position, his anointing, and his throne, even though Saul was clearly outside the Father's will. Here's a question. How does David survive the constant threat of Saul, a man who was more concerned about killing an innocent man than protecting his kingdom from the Philistines? Here's the answer. He left the land of Israel and dwelt among the Philistines until the time of Saul's death. See 1 Samuel 21 to 31 and 2 Samuel 1 2. The key takeaway, my friends, is David left. His leader had forsaken the Father's will and he left. He didn't challenge him, he didn't fight back, he didn't kill him when he had the chance. He just left. But not only did he leave, he ran for his life. There are two points I want you to reflect on with regards to David's actions. One, I want you to reflect on why he left. And two, I want you to reflect on why he ran. It is important for you to understand 
why he left. Because it applies to us in this day, i.e., those of us the Father is calling out of the church circuit because of his controversy with its leaders. Consider this. As a member of the flock, it is not your place to address the spiritual deficits of your leaders. You can certainly admonish them in accordance with the word of truth in a spirit of meekness, kindness, and love. Yet beyond this marker, there is no scriptural precedence. Moreover, and as the word of truth reveals, your leader must give an account of your spiritual service. Ergo, your leader is accountable to Elohim, and thus it is Elohim who will address your leader's spiritual deficits. My dear friends, this is precisely why David left. It's because he knew it was not his place to deal with Saul. On the contrary, Elohim would have to deal with Saul. Elohim would have to judge him. 1 Samuel 24, 12-15 reads, Let Yahuwah judge between you and me, and let Yahuwah revenge me on you. But my hand is not against you. Yahuwah shall be judge and rightly rule between you and me, and see and plead my case and deliver me out of your hand. As the story goes, David did leave. Elohim did judge King Saul. King Saul did die, and David became king. Because he trusted in Elohim, Elohim took care of all his enemies. The lesson, my friends, is as sure as it is clean. When the leaders of your assembly begin acting the fool, start looking for the nearest exit. For there comes a time in these tragic ventures when the best thing you can do is leave. Now, our next section is entitled, Who Do You Trust? This brings me to my second point. That is, David didn't just leave, he ran. Again, unlike many in the modern church, he knew the danger in following a leader who had taken himself out of the Father's will. In David's case, the danger was primarily physical, i.e., Saul not only wanted him dead, he spearheaded an irrational campaign to take David's life. While his kingdom was in jeopardy, Saul was hunting down an innocent man. You may not see it if you're not walking in the spirit, but the same thing is happening in the modern church. The only difference is it is happening on a predominantly spiritual scale, and it is your eternal future that is in danger. Here's a question. How can a leader who is spiritually compromised disqualify you from inheriting everlasting life? The answer, 
because you are willfully under his spiritual jurisdiction. Thus, where he goes, you will go. The key word here is willfully, i.e., you are aware of your leader's spiritual deficits and you ignore them, even though you know they are wrong. And they are giving the enemies of Elohim an opportunity to blaspheme. In effect, you are more loyal to your backwards pastor than you are to the one he or she claims to follow. Here's a question. How do you think the father feels when anyone in his flock chooses to follow those who have forsaken his will? Here's the answer. He pronounces a curse on them and he withholds that which is good from them. Jeremiah 17, five through six reads, thus said Yahuwah, cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his arm and whose heart turns away from Yahuwah. For he shall be like a shrub in the desert and not see when good comes and shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, a salt land that is not inhabited. This verse reveals the critical danger when you make yourself an accomplice to your leader's sin. Vis-a-vis, -vis, your heart is turning away from the Father. And for what? To placate a backwards pastor? To follow a crowd of fools who are on their way to Lake of Fire? I do say, trust is a very precious thing. And if your trust is in Elohim, you will be like me. You will have no problem walking away from an assembly where sin is pervasive or on the verge of spreading. The question of the hour is simply, who do you trust? Do you trust the leaders who are leading you down the path to endless death? Or do you trust an Elohim? And are you willing to walk the path that is narrow and hard-pressed and ends with everlasting life? Now, here is the final word. The only place we should put our trust is in the one who died for us. My dear friends, hear me when I say, you are unwise to put your trust in any of the hirelings who are running and ruining the visible church. Do you honestly think they care about you? They don't even care enough about our creator or our savior to walk in obedient faith to their will when there is no salvation without them. How much do you think they really care about you? Yahushua Messiah tells us the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep, i.e., he is willing to do whatever it takes to serve as an example of righteousness for his congregation, 
such that they understand and can see what they must do to be saved. But alas, the hireling doesn't care if you're saved because he's not trying to be saved. He's trying to make the most out of this temporary experience called life. And most of all, and in one way or another, he's trying to get paid. And so I will ask again, one last time, who do you trust? And if you say you trust the Father, then prove it. And if you're in an assembly where your leaders are clearly not in the Father's will, then I call upon you to be like David and leave. But don't just leave, run. Now, here is the assignment for this week. As you have time, please go back and review all the podcasts I have posted thus far to aid you as you prepare for the quest ahead. As always, please reach out to me directly if you have any questions. Now, here is what's next. We completed today's podcast, The Father's Controversy with Leadership, Part 2. And the next podcast is The Father's Controversy with Leadership, Part 3. I will not likely post this podcast until next Monday for two reasons. One, the Father has revealed to us where we are to move, and he has made a way for us to get there. It is truly a miraculous event that I'm looking forward to sharing with you all very soon. And two, I'll be conducting a seven-week series on the truth concerning the last days. If you're interested in participating, please reach out to me via my website at www.pinnaclepointers.com. I know you have heard me allude to the last days throughout this podcast ministry. What I can and will say about it is, I am one of few men and women who have received the revelation of the last days. And it is nothing close to some of the mainstream religious doctrines being taught concerning the end of this age. What is more, our salvation is dependent upon our understanding and ability to prepare for what is coming. You must believe me, we are about to see the most violent and difficult days this world has ever known. And if you want to be prepared for them, then I invite you to join me in a commendable group of set-apart believers spanning multiple congregations for what will be a truly powerful exchange of truth. Until then, my friends, continue to be led by the Spirit and I promise you, I will too.
hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Remember to tune in with us every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern. And if you haven't already, visit us at www.pinnacleofholiness.com and make sure you sign up to join the quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life 2022.